Fantastic. I like. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very okay. good. Oh, okay. Uh, I, have, <laughs> I have like my water in the bed with me, like uh-huh. sitting next to me, and uh-huh. it, it kind of fell. So it's very cold. So mm-hmm. that's the... I hate when that happens. Shut up. No, seriously, I do. Oh, okay. I'm like... being sincere. <laughs> See, you're so sarcastic all the freaking time. Like, I don't understand sincerity. It's like when I like <laughs> say something nice to someone, like, and I'm genuinely being nice. People think I'm like, like being screw rude. you. Yeah, I'm like, no, I meant it. I say nice things sometimes. Every now and then, I say something nice, Kay. Yeah. God. <laughs> So that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Gosh, that is Sometimes pretty good. I say nice things. <laughs> uh, yeah, and every now and then, I am not being sarcastic. Every now and then. Hmm. Hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually do that with water all the time. Like, when I'm drinking water... Like, it's like, I, you know, like a, the whole, like, you have a hole in your lip thing. I do that more often than I should really admit. And it's always distressing because the water's always cold. And then you're like, look like, you know, you just splash water all over yourself for no apparent reason. It's a problem. Yeah. And I'm generally like, sometimes when I post on Facebook about the clumsy girl thing that I yes. do all the time is like dropping the phone on my face. Like that, I don't understand. No, I don't. Why? (laughs) You you told me this, and I don't. (laughs) Because you're laying in bed on your phone, I do understand that. I'm on my back. Okay, I got it. I'm holding the phone in my hands above me. See that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm clumsy. Like my fingers stop working. I don't know what the right. That's what I. And so I, don't I was get, talking to like it. the fella, and I guess there was like noise. He's like, "Did you drop your phone on your face again?" Oh <laughs> like, my yes! gosh, is it that frequent? <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Please stop. <laughs> so, like, your it's fingers like, just aside, like we're not holding the phone anymore. Like, is that? I guess I don't know. Again, it happened so quickly. I don't know what because <laughs> gravity stays the same all the time. So I don't. So I don't think it's gravity clearly. like yanking your phone out of here. <laughs> I guess because like I'm tired and I don't know. I lose grip. I I have no idea, but it happens more. It's happened more than once. So anytime it's wow. happened more than once like that's a problem but yeah it's a thing it's a thing it's a thing it's a thing so that's yeah, pretty... that happened earlier this week because i was oh, so gosh. tired yeah i was like 
like, go to sleep. Like, yeah, go to sleep. Yes. You're doing the most at this point. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, okay. So what I will say is, I, I don't understand that at all. But similar, I, you know, I read when I go to sleep. And, you know, back in the day, I would, you know, read an actual book. Other right. And now I always read my Kindle because the great, I, even though I, I thought when e-readers came out, I really thought I wasn't going to be into them because I'm such a book lover and such a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do appreciate the ability to turn off the lights and read, you know, the way the, the Kindle has like a low light thing that's not blue yeah. light. So it's nice because you can keep reading the lights are off and then if you fall asleep reading your book your kindle turns itself off after a few minutes so it's like no harm no foul you know um now what i will say has happened that sounds similar to this but it's because i fall asleep which is kind of the point is you know i'll be laying on my back in bed reading my kindle and i start to fall asleep and the kindle Mm -hmm. will of course like end up on my face or on my chin or something like that (laughs) <laughs> something like that um so but that's because i'm actually that seems a lot like, less yeah painful though um, a lot more painful rather it, it's not yeah it's not, it's not super heavy it's just and definitely like it but it like knocks me in the face and i like wake up like oh right i was <laughs> let me go to, let me actually just put this away and go to sleep i'm clearly done reading um so oh, but yeah hilarious. But not while I'm awake and still actively using the <laughs> phone or the Kindle. You know what? What? I appreciate your judgment. Um, and... No judgment. I'm just. No, I'm, fe- I'm feeling very attacked right now. <laughs> I'm feeling that I'm being mm. judged and I object. Okay. Well, you know, I'm just trying to figure it out is all I'm saying. Like, because I feel like, yeah, you know, if we could there's... get to the bottom of it, maybe you could stop being assaulted that by your phone. <laughs> no, it would help if I just put the phone away. You know, you're supposed <laughs> to make your, uh, what was that? That sounded like <laughs> yeah. you, like, backslap somebody. <laughs> like, you're like, I'm sorry, yeah. I just backslap somebody. <laughs> like, you know what? I've had enough of you. I've had enough. If you don't stop talking about it, I'm going to virtually backslap you. Oh, wow. Threats of violence. What is that? What no- What is this noise that you're making? <laughs> it was It was my drink that I was drinking. I, um... And that was, I was like, you're in Get Out. It's like, you're like, um, the teacup um, and so I drink 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 put uh-huh. the cap back on and it like the bottle like expands so that was the bottle oh, oh it's that, yeah it really oh here comes the dog um, okay I was like okay that's that's what you're hearing let me take his collar off because it's just it's so loud um, anyway um, okay collar off the dog is naked nobody look avert your gaze um Oh, you were saying, right before the the back slap, I was about to say something. No, was. like you're trying to figure it out. and I am no trying need. to figure it out. I feel like, you know, you could be helped. There's help for you. Oh, there's help and I'm there's sure. help. 
sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Good times. So you're just drinking water on, for the show today? Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking? I just opened my new um, box of uh, wine from my wine subscription. Four beautiful bottles of wine, two whites, two reds, as usual. And this is um, a nice red blend um, that I'm enjoying. It's quite tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Well, I guess we should get this party started. Let's get it started. Hey, let's get it started. Okay. <laughs> oh god. They put me in the mix. Okay, don't start cuz I will go into a whole <laughs> MC Hammer thing. Okay, like my little junior high school boyfriend was like obsessed with MC Hammer. <laughs> so I like <laughs> yes, like I know like every MC Hammer song. And to this day, if I bet if I posted something about MC Hammer on like Instagram, he would respond to it. Oh wow, <laughs> he was he, he he went in. He was like, "That's my boy." Yes, he's like this right here. Yep. He's Did he have he's... the parachute pants? Oh my god, no. Oh, so he didn't. Um, again, he, he was just an appreciation of the artwork, but not an emulation. And of then, the like he had like you know roots in. You know, Oakland or whatever. Okay, okay. And um, yeah, like he was like a diehard MC Hammer, and I had never seen like a black boy go that hard for <laughs> MC Hammer. Not a black boy from the hood, right? So yeah, it was like he dressed like he was from the hood, like you okay. know, we wore but, like you know okay. regular LA hood guy. Okay, like t-shirts okay. and khakis. And I'm glad he was able to like you know not have to do too much. No, no. Oh my God, Parasite. Okay, I've been me the whole my whole life, so that would never happen. Not you. I'm talking about the guy. I'm saying, but like that was my little junior high school boyfriend. But I, you know me, I've been me my whole life, so there is no way that would have happened. (laughs) I would not abide by that. Like. I've been me my whole life. You are. I've been me my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> Episode title. Oh my it. god. Oh, I'm already writing it down. You are so crazy. <laughs> that is hysterical. In Not... case you didn't realize. Right. Like in case I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Where I've been me my whole life, and no, that I would. Young Kristen would not abide. So, yes. Mm, Hilarious. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. That long intro. Mm -hmm. I like it. Uh huh. So, this is, um, well, my name is Kristen. Shut up. I'm so tired. I had to apologize. I, okay, all this week I've been apologizing for myself. Like, Don't on behalf apologize. of myself. What I, are you apologizing sleep, for? You've been here your whole life. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sleep deprived. And I don't have, like, my filter 
Oh, that's what I was going to say. Sleep. (laughs) What? We were talking about sleep, and then I heard the back slaps noise, and I got distracted. What I was going to say is, you know you're supposed to make your bedroom a uh, tech-free zone so that you sleep better. Right. So, no, I usually fall asleep. The only way I can fall asleep is by listening to something um, like that's very quiet and boring. Mm-hmm. Um, or something that I've seen a lot. Like, I'll like watch The West Wing or something that I've seen a million times and it's very like a quiet talky show and I'll fall asleep. That's the only way like I can fall asleep. So most times. So yeah. So no, but yeah, like I'm very sleep deprived. I'm exhausted and tired and I don't have much of a filter anyway, mm-hmm. but I really didn't have a filter this week, nor did I care But I guess I did care because I apologized to a bunch of people. So basically, you know, yeah, at least like three people about (laughs) my um, lack of filter and sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry. But yeah, this is is as good as it's going to get. We'll try again next week. Um. We'll try again next week. We'll try again next week. Maybe <sighs> next month, this meeting I was in, next month it'll be better. I hope. There you go. Um, okay, so you're you're Kristen. I'm Andrea. And this is I'm, Wait. Tell me everything. And I've been myself my whole life. And, and Kristen, we've uh, confirmed and reaffirmed. Yes. Uh, ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing. See, you know, QC say titles to songs, 90 songs. Now I'm going to start singing BBD. You know, I don't know titles to songs. You know, I always think the title of a song is whatever the refrain is. (laughs) Well, that is the refrain. Ain't ain't nothing changed. There's like a BBD song. Anyway, never mind. All right. Yeah. Wait till me everything. A podcast where we're ourselves. All the time. Uh, all the time. All our lives. We talk about pretty much our everything. benign realities. <laughs> um, Thank Father Benign. Yeah, our benign and banal. <laughs> and drama free lives. Drama. Um, yes. Hashtag drama free. Again, I told you about the whole, again, everyone's shocked by how old I am. Yes, and like it happened today because I was telling oh, like yes. my coach about it, and about what about the young girl and about because we were talking about the Nipsey Hustle thing. Yeah, and um, and I thought she was like, I did not know. I was like, okay, not you too, like for real. And I was like, yes, this is that. And the fellow was like, that's that no drama <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, I that's, that it's got to be that because. Mm-hmm. it doesn't but it is funny so let's catch the audience up so ever since Kristen moved to Atlanta she has been getting a ton of like surprise reaction when she tells people how old she actually is people keep thinking that she's way younger than she is um, and this has just been a recurring thing um, so there there really isn't an accounting for the difference between LA and Atlanta because you didn't get that when you lived here no, not at all. So it's so funny to me because I feel like 
my mom I feel like my mom looked younger than she was mm-hmm. and I feel like that's like you know the whole black people black don't crack thing I think sure. that's kind of like a natural thing and you know but me, these are I black never, folks reacting to you that, that's way. the thing I never know how I never know how old people are like that's like a little thing with me like I never can tell how old people are like uh-huh. I don't even try it and so yeah so it's the funny thing is it's always other black people which I am surprised by and I always like think it's the most hilarious thing right and I don't know if it's because coming from LA everyone is obsessed with youth and always trying to make themselves younger so it's a very common thing for Mm -hmm. a 40 year old to not look 40 in LA so maybe 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 that's it then maybe there's something in the water in Atlanta. Maybe it's an elaborate Truman style show style. <laughs> That's what it is. That one. Let her see. Let her see. <laughs> I think C. Yeah, like where everyone's trying to boost my uh, confidence, but it's like insane. Like I told you one time, like I'm working with another agent on like your project. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I talk, oh, I know Ooh. it'll all be over in May. So, oh, no. oh. <laughs> and so I was telling her, so, like she made a reference to Lost in Space, and she was like, uh-huh. "Danger Real Will Robinson." And I, she's like, "Oh, but you don't know anything about that." I was like, "I don't know. I'm I'm aware of that." And I was like, "Right." You know, I'm, I'm I'm I was like, "I'm 42." She's like, "No," <laughs> and like she was at the office. <laughs> And she turned to other people in the office like, did you know Kristen was 42? And I was, and they were like, no. I mean, that's <laughs> the okay. whole office, like, up in arms. <laughs> yeah, everybody, like, kind of in, like, the common area. I was like, okay, girl. Oh, and then, gosh. like, when actually young people. See, I'm like, I use word, I use phrases like young people. You right. You know I'm not. Right, right. Young. Yeah. I caught myself so, saying young people the other day and I was like, Lord, I am the oldest thing on this planet. Yeah, again, yeah, when I just start saying the world wide web, then you know it's over. The interwebs. The interwebs. <laughs> That's what, like, of course, she, on she the said, Facebook. Uh, yeah, on the Facebook. She mentioned, she's like, what's about my um, social media? She's like, yeah, your, your, um, your social media channels. Which social media channels? I was like, you mean, she's like, I don't know the word. I was like, platforms? She's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't even know the words to use. I'm so old. I'm like, we're not that far apart in age. So, right. like, we're less than 10 years apart. So, right. I'm like, you're good. You're fine. Right. You're fine. But, yeah, that was hilarious. So, uh-huh. yeah. So, I don't know what this is. This part of my, you know, personal thing this week. But it's hysterical. It's great. I, I, it's, yeah, it's I mean, I'll great, take it. Confusing the hell out of me. I don't understand what's happening. Like it's so weird. It's weird. So it's mm. it's it's funny every time. I still like. I just don't understand. Like I don't understand what's going on. I feel like yeah, people are playing a trick on me. So that's funny. Yeah. So okay. So we've <laughs> talked a lot of. You know, again, we're almost twenty minutes in, and we have not even started the format of our show. Well, so, um, this is kind of the yeah. informal format of the <laughs> lengthy. Yeah, introduction. usually it's not 20 minutes long, <laughs> usually more like 10. Uh, it's uploaded, you know, front loaded the back end part. I like front loading the back end. <laughs> You're dumb. Oh, you oh, know yeah. what? What's this that? is like a random thing. 
I feel like it's time for us to have a guest on. I know. And I keep trying to encourage certain people, you know who you are out there, to be a guest. And um, I feel like they would make a great guest. Yeah, so let's let's make that happen next couple weeks. Yeah, I just, yeah, I feel like it's always fun when we have a guest on. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're always, fun. Always, but it's a little funner when we have a guest on. It just changes. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, we just need a little, 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 little something. Little something different. Oh, you know who would be a fun guest? Hmm. Our other number one fan. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about her today. Okay, well, I'm going to keep pressing on on the one end that I mentioned, but I will also uh-huh. reach out to her. Yeah, do that. I think that will be, like, super interesting. So, this is the part of the program we speak in code. <laughs> <laughs> the eagle has landed. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. Uh, the package is in place. <laughs> message i sent um morgan at time oh my gosh what was it there was there's a bag in the back there's a suitcase there's a piece of luggage or something no i have something i need to put in your car yes um i'll tell you more when i get there yes yes and it was like straight like yeah drug paraphernalia kind of yeah and she was like okay (laughs) yeah no questions asked i was like now that's a good friend it was my suitcase I was coming from. It the was your suitcase, <laughs> but that's, yeah, I have something I need to put in your car. I'll tell you more about yeah. it when I get there. And you know what? This came up, too, this week. Hmm. Okay, yeah, this is all. <laughs> um, someone asked me, you asked me about coming home, and I yes. was like, I have no immediate plans to come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we're, we're planning birthday trip mm-hmm. to, you know, Northern California or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, a couple of months, but I was like, as I was discussing that, so I was talking about like you know I've been connecting with you know a lot of people in LA, mm-hmm. and I was like I really just need to go home, mm-hmm. and I, so you know I was in a conversation. She's like, so when was the last time you've been home? And I was like, June of last year. Was it June? Was that that was the last? Oh, that's time, right, because right? it was my birthday. It was your birthday, and I came, you know. I mean, it just happened to be my birthday, right? It happened to be. Yeah, I came not for Andrea's birthday, but for my. Well, I mean, which coincided? Sadly, yeah, sadly, it all coincided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was almost a year. It's almost a year, which I just. Which is actually the longest you've been away. It has been because fairly, you know, like once a month, because I kind of moved in phases. So. Yeah, so I kept like coming back and forth, and um, you know, stuff happened, so I'd have to come back or whatever. But yeah. yeah, this is and I after that last time, I told my aunt, I was like, I don't have any plans to be back anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Like I just need to do what I have to do and just stay put. Which you have, and even nose to the grindstone. Yeah, so I mean, I do need to make a trip home. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I before Napa if I should come and spend a couple of days in LA first or a few days or maybe that's what I'll do. But hmm. you won't be there, will you? I won't be here um, because I will be in Denver, Colorado. 
I was like, that might work. I'll treat your house like an Airbnb. Except, <laughs> well, except there might be somebody staying here, but it might be my niece. <laughs> oh, God. If it's okay. my niece, then it's easy, but it's okay. So that same, I wait. No, no, no. I'm a liar. Okay. Um, Dale, but um, Dalen will be house sitting, but you guys oh. have stayed together before. <laughs> I know, so random. Yes, because I mean somebody has to do that. Whether yeah. I'm, whether, yeah, like that has to happen regardless. So okay, because it's not like you're going to take care of them. No, not but, at all. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, so, yeah, so that's, okay. I'm sorry. I was thinking of June as, a, as when my niece might be here, but, and I won't be here, but. July. July is. Okay, July, so this is the part where here. we do. This is plan, the part trip planning. <laughs> where we plan our, our itineraries and figure I'm, that out. I'm so sorry. Like, this is actual phone conversation. This is not the format of the show. This is, like, what our actual phone <laughs> conversations are. So, sorry. Sorry, uh, apparently we have some, uh. Uh, what do you call it? Um, I think I've spoken to you this week, though. We have, but we have some about... housekeeping to keep it. Well, I mean, because this is, you know, we talk about my property issues and yeah, other stuff. Like, but I guess whatever. Yeah. Hey, yeah, sometimes, no. sometimes we just have a lot to catch up on people. Is all we're saying. Yeah, that's sorry. What so we're this... using this. This what the show is about. Like <laughs> that's, that's what, what we say about. it's about. Like that's so what we this say is it's, really about. What it's about. We do have segments, but but we're just not quite there yet. Yeah, we're okay. Twenty five <laughs> minutes in, I don't think we're gonna get there. So, can I'm, we appreciate the other stuff? Okay, I'm ready. I do have to try to go to sleep. It's eleven o'clock. Okay. Oh, what happened? Okay. I... Hold on. Oh no. Oh, this one. Ah! Okay. Okay. My 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 page went away. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, you ready for newsworthy? I have two stories. Okay. Are they any politics related things? One is mildly politics related. The other one is a mystery. Mm. Okay. I was like, you, you, okay. What? No, I just feel like I have to think. So, and, and say like this, your segment is very, um, thought provoking. Yeah, but it's like a lot of pressure for me because I have to like respond and say smart things, and I just oh because it's you're late. Such a, I'm, I'm like, an aerial diet. <laughs> you're a smart person, so I'm not really worried about you saying smart things in response to these things. Okay, you ready? What did you just say? I said, you're a smart person, so I'm not worried about you saying smart things in response to these things. Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, no. Just, see, I'm tired. I can't even. I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> right? I'm like, I gave you a compliment. <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm getting attitude. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. Oh, and I thought one of the girls said like a bad word. I was like, what did you just say? And she's like, I said such and such. I was like, oh, okay. I thought it sounded like I'm not going to say what I thought it sounded right. like. You don't need to know that, but yes. Okay. That's Story. Funny. Story. Okay, newsworthy. Um, this story is actually a couple days old, but I thought we'd pick it up because it's just it's interesting to me. It's Out of the okay. Hill uh, byline by um, Jonathan Easley and Justin Wise. And the 
the headline is Biden pledges to be more mindful about respecting personal space. Have you heard this whole thing with him? Oh, gosh, yes. Um, so interesting. So it says Joe Biden on Wednesday, this is um, not yesterday, but last week, pledged to be more mindful of women's personal space as he sought to stem a growing political crisis around his presidential campaign in waiting. In a two-minute video, the former vice president responded to allegations from four women who said he made them uncomfortable by touching them inappropriately at public events. Biden did not directly apologize to his accusers in the video, but he acknowledged that times have changed and that he would adjust his behavior. He said, social norms have begun to change. They've shifted and the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset and I get it. I hear what they're saying. I understand it. I'll be much more mindful that's my responsibility, and I'll meet it. Still, Biden defended his actions as innocent, saying his displays of public affection are how he connects with people. He said he acted the same with men and women. He said, I've found that scores, if not hundreds of people, have come up to me and reached out for solace or comfort, something, anything that might help them get through the tragedy they're going through. And so it's just who I am. And I've never thought of politics as cold or antiseptic. I've always thought about it as connecting with people, shaking hands, a hand on the shoulder, a hug or encouragement. Four women have come forward over the past week to say that the former vice president's public touching made them deeply uncomfortable. One of the women was 19 years old when she says she tried to squirm away after Biden rested his hand on her thigh and hugged her just a little bit too long at an event on sexual assault. <laughs> Biden issued a statement after the first allegations came to light saying it was not his intent to make anyone uncomfortable. His remarks were dismissed by some as tone deaf. Some prominent mm -hmm. Democratic women, such as Senator Dianne Feinstein of California and MSNBC anchor Micah uh, Brzezinski have mm -hmm. come to Biden's defense, warning that Democrats risk tearing down a candidate who, may, who many believe has the best shot at defeating President Trump. The best white man. The best white man. Mm -hmm. They said Biden's propensity for public affection is innocent and characteristic of his authenticity. The former vice president is expected to officially launch his campaign after Easter, and the two-minute video included language that would seem to make his entry inevitable. He said, in the coming month, I expect to be talking to you about a whole lot of issues, and I'll always be direct with you. But the drip of allegations has threatened to derail his candidacy candidacy before it ever gets off the ground and biden is clearly hoping that wednesday's video allows him to move forward there are no signs that biden's donors or course reporters are fleeing his campaign joseph falk who's a top bundler for the obama biden campaign in 2012 says he's all in for biden in 2020 falk said i am a biden loyalist i will support loyalist i will support him i have had many interactions with him and welcomed his caring and empathetic approach. Some Democrats reached by the Hill following the release of the video described it as sincere and predicted it would put the controversy behind Biden. Still others predicted the allegations would dog him throughout the race, potentially giving political ammunition to those on the left advocating for a more progressive candidate. Why not apologize, said Shauna Thomas, the co-founder and executive director of the women's right group Ultraviolet. Uh, 
The 2020 Democratic contenders are being asked about the controversy at every turn. None of them have called the allegations disqualifying, but they're also not absolving Biden of guilt. Um, Representative Beto O'Rourke of Texas said, I think we need to listen to those who are raising their stories, who have the courage to come forward, to be part of the conversation about either his candidacy or how he fares as a contender for the nomination. Biden, who has strong union support, will address the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers in Washington, D.C., this Friday, while many of his rivals are in New York addressing the Reverend Al Sharpton's National Action Network. Meanwhile, Trump and his GOP allies, who view Biden as a top threat to the president's reelection efforts, are also seizing on the controversy to batter Biden while he's down. A top pro-Trump super PAC released a digital ad this week called Creepy Joe, which features children... <laughs> children watching images of Biden touching women. The group says it will run the ad on television once Biden gets into the race. Biden said Wednesday, I'll always believe governing and life for that matter is about connecting with people that won't change. That won't change. But I'll be more mindful and respectful of people's space. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I worked my whole life to empower women. I worked my whole life to prevent abuse. And so the idea that I can't adjust to the fact that personal space is important, more important than it's ever been, is just unthinkable. I will. I will. Hmm. All right. So that's the whole article. Um, what do you think about this whole thing? Um, well, first of all, me and my friends, some friends have had conversations about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And everyone's kind of split. You know, some people are like, okay, he is the best white man. Mm-hmm. We think that, you know, in the field right now, that could actually beat Trump. In... Is your dog snoring next to you? No. You hear snoring? Yeah, I hear like wheezing. Okay. It might just be me, me. my breathing. Oh, okay. <laughs> you mean like, it's just you me? Just breathe, <laughs> just breathing? Okay. I mean, it might be me. I don't know. Okay. So, um, it's some um, where like he's just, you know, just he's problematic in today's climate with the touchy feely and the, um, like, I want to call him like a creepy, the overly affectionate uncle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just not okay. But then I was, I feel that people are being super duper, like Trump had the audacity to mock this. I was like, you right. said that you should grab women by the, yeah. the hoo-ha. So I feel like we have like such a... Um, it's things are different in the Me Too climate, but I feel that this kind of behavior, like I feel it's totally innocent. Like I don't see Joe Biden as like a predator. I feel like he's overly friendly. There's someone on my Facebook page that I know who, you know, met with him, was on a round table with him, mm-hmm. with Joe Biden, and she like posted a video of him greeting her. And so he did, like, hug, give her a kiss on the cheek, and, like, touch her arm. Mm-hmm. And, like, but he did the same thing to the man. Like, he didn't kiss the man on the cheek, but he, like, right. <laughs> hugged the guy, touched right. his arm, had, you right. know, kind of, it was, like, a whole lot for, like, you know, just, like. It for was, an like, initial little, greeting, right. Yeah, for an initial greeting. And she said he did um, put his hand on her knee. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I didn't really 
think anything of it at the time but now that I'm you know like she's like in this current climate like it you know I'm like yeah that was a a whole lot for someone you just met but you know like that's a I don't know I feel that this is like I feel that Joe Biden has a lot more other things that are problematic that Mm -hmm. this is not I don't feel that he's dangerous. I don't feel that he's a predator. Sure. I don't feel that he means anyone any harm. I don't feel that this, like, some people were like, they felt it was inappropriate, but they didn't, it wasn't sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. It was just inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, he needs, you know, if he is going to run, he needs to watch that, not just in this context, but all of the other gaps and things that he says, like, mm-hmm. This I hope hope you know I don't think this is going to be like a major thing, but I feel like hopefully this will kind of put him on notice that he needs to like watch himself. Right. Well, I mean, which it looks like it has. I just think I think there's so many double standards on both sides of it. Like you know, like you said, like Trump saying anything about this is ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, and then even you know, but like. Um, I think I think the problem it's going to cause for the Democrats is going to come. I mean, there's this whole like um, thing now about how, you know, the Democrats are turning on themselves because you have these two kind of the old wing, like the old heads who are now like being looked at as not you know, liberal enough, not or progressive well, enough. Well, that's what happened in the last election. So right, and but it's even I feel even more pronounced now. Like I feel like there's some like even clearer demarcations um, that are like just even more visible. Like more, I think it's more stark mm-hmm. now. You know, and then you have sort of this the newer flank of um, the very like far left um, Democrats who um who will you know who will take something like this you know that that I like which I agree like I think that uh, you know I don't I don't see um I don't see him as um a predator or as dangerous or anything like that you know um but um you know when you have people like you know Diane Feinstein sort of coming out and saying Oh, well, you know, like, you know, because if it was any, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, obviously this would be a huge issue. But since it's Joe Biden who mm-hmm. has potential um, to, you know, to be. It's a, a counter move. It's like, oh, we're for sure. just trying to make this go away. Like, mm-hmm. be quiet. Stop it right now. We're Everybody not stop. Like, well, yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's, it's so the opposite of like, okay, believe women, right? Like that was mm-hmm. the big hashtag through the whole Kavanaugh thing and basically every other accusation that's been made over the course of the last like two years or whatever. Um, but like, um, believe women, unless they're talking about Joe Biden, because this is just harmless. And you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like, okay, like, which is it? Like, we either believe them or you don't, you know? Um Oh, but like, I do have to say, like, one of the ladies who, I think the first one who came forward, there's a picture of her in these, like, let's someone put, like, of her hugging, like, a number of politicians. Mm-hmm. And one of those politicians is um, Bill Clinton. And oh. I'm like, no, that's the one! That's the one you gotta watch out for, yeah. 
Um, which, yeah, we all know that. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. So the whole thing, I mean, it's all—it's just, again, it's just such a political play, but I just think it's so interest, interesting that it's just around this issue that has become such a big deal and where all Democrats and like have like taken, you know, throughout all these allegations that have been made from the more moderate to the far left leaning have all taken very similar stances. Now, like this has become like a thing that the, what this particular issue with Joe has become you know like there there's a split because there people are like hold on you know like we're not let's not shoot ourselves in the foot kind of a thing you know mm-hmm. so it's just interesting just interesting. yeah i think you know like a lot of people you're willing to throw people you know under the bus for the bigger picture which is like we need to get this guy out in 2020 so like let's just you know let's just forget that that (laughs) or that way let's not talk about this yeah Yeah. it's kind of like the whole michael jackson thing you know like yeah let's just forget that you know that that didn't happen right we love you know thriller was amazing so um (laughs) don't mess up my childhood don't mess up my childhood oh you heard that they got they um hbo stopped um showing that finding um, neverland yeah and oprah took what took the interviews off of her website Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That feels like super conspiracy theory. Like, because like... they're saying that one of the places that the guy, one of the guys, said that he was abused at this certain place. It hadn't mm-hmm. been built when oh. he said the um, abuse happened. So there's a oh. there's some stuff going on. Some yeah. Questions. Mm-hmm. Credibility issues. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that was my first story. My next story is the uh, kind of mysterious one. And this was um, out of, let me see, what is this? Washington Post, um, t- uh, Dateline Today, April 11th, and it's by Katie Mettler. The headline is, a couple vanished on a tropical vacation. Their deaths remain a mystery. Okay, so here's the story. The couple's vacation to the Dominican Republic was supposed to be a tropical getaway. And it was. Have you heard about this? Yeah. It's crazy. And it was. At least according to the pictures, Orlando Moore and Portia Ravenel snapped throughout their stay. The New Yorkers sat atop chestnut-colored horses and traveled to a waterfall surrounded by green hills. Ravenel sipped from a hollowed-out pineapple. The two made friends, a couple from Canada, also staying at the Grand Bahia Principe Cayacoa, their all-inclusive resort. Uh, On March 26th, their last night in the Dominican Republic, they shared a final drink in town with their new friends. Then, Moore and Ravenel said goodbye packed their bags, climbed into their rental car for the long, dark drive to the airport. Their flight was scheduled to depart Santo Domingo around 2 a.m., but Moore and Ravenel did not board it. They did not return the rental car either. Social media posts stopped. Both their phones went dark. Back home in New York, friends and family panicked. Moore's sister, Lachey Turner, told NBC New York that she contacted the U.S. Embassy in the Dominican Republic and filed a police report. They launched a frantic search and shared photos of the couple on social media. For two weeks, they went without answers. 
Finally, on Tuesday, Dominican authorities came forward with a theory for the couple's mysterious disappearance. Moore and Ravenel were in a car crash on their way to the airport, authorities said in a statement. Both were presumed dead. The national police on the Caribbean island have not disclosed details of the alleged car accident, which authorities said happened near kilometer marker 19 on Las Americas Highway, a lengthy stretch of road that runs parallel to the Caribbean Sea. Authorities said there was no evidence of foul play. Police did disclose where Moore and Ravenel were found. Ravenel, they said, was discovered on the side of the road with severe injuries the day of the accident. She did not have any identifying documents as was taken to a hospital where she was treated in the intensive care unit. The woman died there on April 4, nine days after the alleged car crash. Authorities said they recovered a body presumed to be Moore's from the water on March 31st near San Suchi, about 13 miles from the location of the car crash. The body was in an advanced state of decomposition. Dominican authorities said in a statement, making it difficult to identify, but they found an arm tattoo that matched one Moore had, police told CNN. Fishermen reported seeing a vehicle at the bottom of the Caribbean Sea, police said, though authorities had not yet been able to recover it because of the rough waters. Dominican authorities said Tuesday that both bodies had been sent to the National Institute of Forensic Pathology for identification and autopsies. In a statement made Wednesday, the State Department confirmed Ravenel's death, but did not comment on more. Officials in the U.S. have not released any information on how the two died. Um, this is from the Department of State. We offer our sincerest condolences to the family on their loss. We are closely monitoring local authorities' investigation into the cause of death. We stand ready to provide all appropriate consular assistance. The U.S. Department of State and our embassies and consulates abroad have no greater responsibility than the protection of U.S. citizens overseas. Out of respect to the family during this time, we have no further comment. Two members of Congress from New York said Thursday that they had called for an FBI investigation into the deaths of Moore and Ravenel. The FBI must work quickly to conduct a thorough investigation regarding details of the reported deaths that raise questions for us. Representative Elliot L. Engel, Democrat, and Adriano Espelat, Democrat, wrote in a letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray. They also wrote, it is essential that this investigation be conducted expeditiously so that both families can receive the closure they deserve. The lawmakers also asked the FBI to help Dominican authorities recover, recover the couple's rental car and conduct a thorough search of the vehicle. The FBI has received the letter and intends to respond. The agency told Washington Post the FBI offered no further detail. Friends and family of Moore and Ravenel expressed devastation at the news and confusion about the way police say they died. Francesca Figueroa, who ate dinner and watched a movie with the couple the night before mm. they left for the Dominican Republic, and, not Republican, Republic, told CNN that she spoke to a U.S. embassy representative on March 31st, who told her no bodies were found, there were no dead bodies reported, no accidents, no one was in jail. She felt a sense of relief until Tuesday. Figueroa had known Moore for 25 years and said she considered him family. She described the couple as, quote, two silly individuals, two happy-go-lucky people, always trying to help people. That's who they are. 
On Tuesday, Figueroa said she spoke to authorities about her friend and confirmed a tattoo on Moore's arm of his daughter's name, Milan. Everybody is def it's devastated, she told CNN. Moore was widely known in their town of Mount Vernon, New York. She, uh, Figueroa said she is saddened. It took so long to find out what happened. Their families left in the dark, Ravenel alone in the hospital. Figueroa told CNN she had to die by herself when one of us could have been there holding her hand. Um, so isn't that crazy? Because it all sounds a little strange, like a little mysterious. It sounds a little strange. I did read an article that interviewed that couple. The that couple that they, they had dinner they with? Mm-hmm. They the friends, they, they the friends that they made? Yeah, like from Canada or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they basically said, like, they had to drive, you know, to catch their flight to this other part of the DR. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, expressed that they were a little, he was a little nervous about driving um, that late at night. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it'll be dark and, you know, you don't know where you're going, blah, blah, blah. So -hmm. they noted that he had, like, some reservations and that people had kind of warned them about, um, I'll call them bandits, but you know what I'm talking about. Like people who <laughs> like you you know, like mm-hmm. bandits. Um, who could, you know, cause them harm, rob them, you know, hurt, mm-hmm. hurt them, all that kind of stuff. So honestly, I feel like that's just what happened. I don't I feel like someone killed them. Like I don't I don't know if it was necessarily an accident. Well, you know, maybe it would have been an accident. I don't know. It's just weird to just be an accident. Like something like well, what's strange about it is if, if it was just an accident, they would have been together. They would have been together. And also, I just feel like it wouldn't have been like this delay because they leave. The, presumably, this accident happens the night of the 26th or like, I guess, if it was two in the morning, like the morning of the 27th. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. She's presumably found that same on the side of the road with injuries that same day or that same night or morning or whatever and taken to a hospital. They don't know who she is or whatever, but like, and isn't identified until way later. And she dies on April 4th. It sounds like she dies on April 4th, eight, like a week and a day later. Mm-hmm. Um, and by then, like, the family had reported them missing. The U.S. Embassy had gotten involved. Like, so you would think, like, if there's, you know, like, the first thing you do is check hospitals, you know? Like, if when there's a missing persons report, mm-hmm. you check hospitals for Jane Doe's, you know? Like, I mean, that's how it is here. I, <laughs> I don't, you know, so it just seems really odd to me that she's laying in a hospital in an, an intensive care unit clearly with you know life-threatening injuries nobody knows who she is because presumably she doesn't have any documentation on her and a report comes in from the U.S. Embassy no less of two missing people and that's not put together till over a week later and in the meantime then they say his body was in an advanced state of decomposition but it's only been five days yeah I mean like decomposition does set in quickly but like to say it was in an advanced stage of decomposition like why like why would it be Mm -hmm. so 
at you know to the point he, that he was beyond recognition just like you know four to five days after this right. accident presumably happened so that's like there's just things that don't add up that right. again get coming from someone who listens to way too much true crime um no i feel you girl i feel you you know <laughs> like it's just i was like mm. you know and again as a traveler i feel like when you're traveling you're more likely to have identification on you you know like you have like your stuff on you like yeah so like what kind of accident like what was the accident you know <laughs> like what is it that happened there's like no details the car is kind of like mm. It's it's at the bottom of the ocean. Oh well, <laughs> like it's like no, that's not a thing. Like what happened? Like wh- who you know was it them versus another car? Are they saying they just drove off of the side of the road. Like they said that Mm-mm. this this route runs parallel to the Caribbean Sea, but it's not like it's on a cliff. You know, right. like it's like you know, like it's not like you know, it's not like. PCH where like you know there's parts of it that really are like right over the ocean or whatever like that's not what it was like it just happens to be like adjacent to or like runs the same direction up and down the coast but it's it, from what I could understand that's not what they were saying that it was right up on it so none of it like there's just too many there's too much a gap of time that's unaccounted for I don't know the whole thing sounds strange to me I think the DR doesn't want any bad publicity. Of course not. And I mean, like, they don't need any more. Like, personally, um, Black people need to stop going to the DR, first of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just stop. Like, I realize that it's inexpensive. Uh, you can live big and do all that kind of stuff. But, like, no, like it's just <laughs> it's so, it's the popular destination. It is a very popular destination. I just don't understand. Just like based on like the like unless you from there, it got family from there. Like there are a lot of other pretty places to go. This so, is true. Um, but yeah, just like the way that they treat Haitians. And honestly, like, I had a friend who did, um, when we were in college, who did um, exchange there mm-hmm. and, like, was treated so badly that she left and she came back home. She was an exchange student there from, from the States? Mm-hmm, for selling, yeah. Oh, wow. And, um, you know. Now, what's she- their issue? What's the DR's issue with Haiti? Well, they think they're better than them, and one of the is it a skin so, tone thing, or because yes, the absolutely, aren't they all the same people? Because isn't it one big? It's one big island, island, right? But Hispaniola, but half was colonized by the French, and half was colonized by the Spanish. So, is it split down the middle, like colorism style, or because I could just feel like if you had. Um, if you had one island, like, aren't all, don't y'all look the same? Or is it, do they li- actually no, look they different from one another? No, they don't look the same. Yeah, they actually they look, look different from one another. Yeah, I could, I mean, I'm sure there's some intermixing, you know, because, uh-huh. again, like, it's an island and a lot of Haitians live in DR or whatever, but mm-hmm. 
if you, I can, you know, Haitians tend to, for me, look a little more African or tend to be a little darker. Not always than okay. um, Dominicans. And Dominicans look more what like they're brown still. Like I right. don't know Dominicans I worked with, they're still brown a lot yeah. of them, but they're a lot more, I would say, whiter. Just like know, fair skinned. Yeah. Then Haitians typically. I'm sorry, I apologize for anyone that this is offending, but this is just my my opinion. And, and I don't you know, know like anything, it. so I'm just stop I'm, listening. <clears throat> so so <laughs> like yeah, like you don't have to listen to this. You can opt out of this. So, um, oh god. So, wait, well, do you, you know like the history of of Haiti at all? No, but you're about like to tell in, me. I'm not going to tell you because this is not history class. But in terms <laughs> of like just general just things, a but, you know, like, yeah, like they had the revolution, kicked the you know the French out. And so, right, they became independent lot, on their own. Yeah, right? yeah. So it was a lot more, I think, homogenous than, um, and a lot uh, less mixing later okay, than the okay. DR. Um, and like a few years ago, the Dominican Republic like kicked all the Haitians out. This I do know. Uh huh. Yeah, and like people who had lived there, so like grew up there, born there, and so I'm just like. No, that's not okay. And this is like a country who, like, their main source of income is tourism. And right. I'm like, I am not going to support your economy when you are treating people who are on this tiny island with you like that. Like, right. that's just, it's just ridiculous. So, again, I will, you know, I, I know I have my hard stances on things and mm-hmm. I this break is... them. I have to tell you about one that I did recently because oh. I'm poor. So, I, I mean, <laughs> there's only desperate so times call for desperate measures. Yeah, so <laughs> I, okay, there, it's with great shame. Okay. And that I admit that I have um, ceased my boycott of H&M. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. You have been you now. To your credit, I will say you you fought the good fight on this one for a very long time, because your H and M was your spot before they went before they went with the monkey business. Yeah, and I feel that they um, they hired a black person in their. Yeah, I think they hired a um, diversity person, a new diversity person. I want to say that that person was black, but I'm mm. not sure. I think so. So anyway, yes, I did because I needed to buy new work clothes. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I am budget-minded being a entrepreneur. Like, I have to think wisely about my budget mm-hmm. and I was in the mall shopping with another friend and I was like H&M was having like this sale and I was like oh god mm. I love H&M so much and I keep getting all these pop-ups in my feed about H&M even though I stopped um, list, yeah. you know, ha- 
I'm not, I'm not I don't like their page anymore. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm getting all these sponsored ads, so I've been seeing all this cute stuff coming up, and I'm like, oh my god, it's so cute. And if, for it to be like very like economical, mm-hmm. it's not like the clothes are made well compared to like you know it's not like disposable fast fashion like mm-hmm. say forever 21 because i have right. some h&m stuff that i've had for years mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, they do. it's pretty decent so yeah so i just i was like i'm, I'm sorry you know cool as monkey <laughs> in the jungle i it's just <laughs> i did it and i went in there and i bought like a pair of pants a sweater dress for like 50 bucks and yeah that's the thing when you can walk out with more than three items for basically like you know 20 bucks a piece or less that's a beautiful thing so and they're so cute and i can like mix and match them so i'm just like i'm like i'm sorry y'all i'm sorry (laughs) um i did put up a good fight but all that to say i ain't going to the mayor republic Well, I think that's fine because, and the thing is, I, um, I agree. There's like a million nice places to go that also, like the thing is like, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been to the DR. I've only heard people tell, tell me about their trips there and all that. But, um, I, um, I feel like it sounds like just as nice. And the thing is for me, when you go to a tropical place and you do the all-inclusive thing, which is, which is great. Like I've done that in Cancun. It's wonderful. Um, like one all-inclusive resort in like, it's the same as another, like you've got clear blue water, white sand and endless drinks and food. It doesn't matter if you're in Cancun or Maui or Cabo you know what I mean? Like, like it's to me, I feel like it's all the same because you pretty much go to these places, you stay on the resort, you do what's available at the resort, and it's all like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's, it's, it's different than a real. It's not like a trip to like. It's a. I feel like it's a resort vacation is one thing, and it's different than a real trip where you like go to a destination and you explore that city, you soak up that culture, you, you know stay in their hotels and shop in their marketplaces you know like you don't like that doesn't happen really as much when you go to like a resort because like the goal is really to just like lay on the beach and chill out so i feel like you could do that anywhere like why who cares whether it's the er or not okay all right what happened there Mm-mm. what part did you did you hear me talking about the difference between um, resorts? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I, I, okay. So that's all I'm saying. This is, I don't see the difference between staying at one resort or another. Cause really you're not going like, you know, at least from what I will hear people say, and I, my own experience, when I went to Cancun, I didn't explore Cancun. Like I was just at club bed, you know? And everyone I know who's gone to whatever resort they've chosen to go to um, in Punta Cana, like they haven't explored Punta Cana. They've just been on the resort. Like, you know, so I feel like you could do that anywhere. And it's all price wise. It's all very similar, Mm -hmm. you know? 
So if that's the case, then yeah, just choose a place that's not um, controversial or dangerous, as it as it turns out for this couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd much rather be in a safer place and not have to worry about you know like you don't ever want to have to visit some place where there's like questions like you're safe on the resort but there's all kind of issue which like you know to and from the airport <laughs> like that's like that's not a vacation that's like crazy so yeah hmm. so anyhow um so boo to the dr we'll see what actually happens with this this uh yeah. this situation this poor couple and their poor yeah. families yeah. um yeah. it's so far away yeah, uh, there, I feel like that's such a nightmare scenario to have something happen to a loved one um, while they're away. Like, you know, especially not on American soil, because then it just becomes, I feel like, so much more complicated and, yeah, mysterious for sure. So, um, okay, well, that's all my newsworthy. Mm-hmm. So what you got? Um, so, um, Viral Vox, the, again, for the second week, um, Uh. all of my timelines and social media, um, platforms have been inundated with, um, tributes and video of Nipsey Hussle. Uh Um, Today, um, he was laid to rest. Um, Yes. And, you know, it was a big processional in Los Angeles, so I saw clips mm-hmm. of that, um, clips, of, I didn't, you know, have time to watch the live stream, but tips of, um, not tips, clips of um, different people singing and performing um, songs at his service, so, mm. um, so rest in peace, and, uh, yeah, you know, really huge lives. I saw someone on my timeline write something about how when he saw the funeral and the procession and all the people and the Staples Center and all that, that he was like, wow, Biggie and Tupac's funerals weren't this big. And then he thought about it. He was like, well, they also weren't like performing as long as this guy, you know, had, you know, kind of, you know what I mean? They were mm-hmm. killed very, you know, they were very young when they both, both when they both died. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, you know, so. That, oh yeah, that might have something to do with it. But um I mean I think it just seems to me that um from everything I've read, again, I'm I'm like I'm learning as this is all going because mm-hmm. I didn't really had no frame of reference for him before un- unfortunately before he was shot. Mm-hmm. Um and um it just seems like there's just much more um, opportunity that he took to be a major community mm-hmm. like influencer community resource like pouring into the community at a level that you know that like you know biggie or you know like yeah. definitely you know like that was not a focus um, no. <laughs> you know and so I feel like that makes a big difference too is yeah. it wasn't just that he was you know popular because of his artistry but there was this you know major component of giving back mm-hmm. and and looking to really uh improve and enrich um in ways that 
that mattered to a lot of people and that people were feeling the impact of. And I feel like that's the kind of thing that really, regardless of whether you're a rapper or whatever, whoever you are, like if you're doing that, mm-hmm. that that's creates legacy and um and the sustainability and you know and so that when you die whether it's tragic like this or just you know from natural cause uh, natural death yeah. yeah like you know like you still like you have this long-standing thing that that you leave behind and so i feel like that's e- the even bigger difference between those mm-hmm. all those those names yeah and I just thought it was very um, interesting. He, I was watching an interview, you know, again, like there's just so many things on the timeline where he was discussing, um, again, that particular shopping center, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Slauson and Crenshaw. And the thing mm-hmm. is, I, like I said, I'm very familiar with that shopping center, pass it all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. actually, my mom, me and my mom would go to, that was like one of the fish markets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in that area and he was talking about in this particular thing about how there was a burger place over there too and I never really went to that burger place mm-hmm. but um, there were no tables there were no chairs like you had the, the owner didn't want people staying in the mm-hmm. restaurant you got your food and you left mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's like, I growing up, I always thought that was just so rude, and like, like who does that? Who comes into a community, but you know, making money off the community, but you don't want anybody in the community like to hang out to hang out in your establishment. And he was like, so we bought this place. He was like, and now he's paying us rent. So nice, I was like wow. So he was like, so that's kind of how, you know, just like what his plan was. And, you know, so hopefully this will just inspire people to just kind of, because even I have like a, a classmate who taught at Crenshaw forever. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, had like a tribute to him and had like mm-hmm. a, her with him, you know, wearing a Crenshaw shirt and all that kind of stuff. And like she moved away, like moved out to the valley. And she was like, you know, is it time for me to move back, you know, move back home? Like, mm-hmm. you know, just having people you know, kind of think about, you know, but I feel like, you know, she's poured into so many kids, like, sure, you know, she's, you know, principal and been administration teacher, like, since, you know, like, you know, like, she went right back after we graduated. Right. So, you know, like, so she had, I feel like she's already had that impact, but I was like, you know, the fact that she wants, you know, even thinking about, you know, her what else can I do? Yeah, like, what else can I do? You know, her kids are a little older now, so I was like, you know, that's like awesome, and I think that's just gonna reverberate throughout the you know community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's you know the exciting thing. So so yeah, so um, oh, and mm. I want you to mention like the little conversation because I have something to say about that, and so I know like none of our listeners are thinking this because. But I think it's important to mention. So yeah. I was te- I was telling Kristen yesterday, I was really annoyed because um, I was overhearing conversations by folks who are of a lighter hue, um, who um, were basically commenting, you know, the news was on the TV and they were, it was yesterday. So it was before it was basically talking about the um, funeral services being held at the Staples Center and just kind of, you know, reporting out on that. Hello? to that we're basically like this attitude of like well i i didn't even know who he was before that i don't you know i i, I never heard of him before or whatever and it was this very like and 
attitude of basically like if I don't know who this was then this should not matter this much and that really just made me so angry and um and I was you know and and I was glad um for someone else in the group and then myself as well who both commented on like well actually you know like you know this is who he was and this is what he was doing and you know it's you know so you know basically like it doesn't matter that you haven't heard of this person like just because it's not impacting you directly just because it's something that you haven't heard about doesn't make it unimportant doesn't make it insignificant and doesn't mean that um they ain't got to do all this why they got to do you know why you know why all this off of this guy who i didn't even know you know like as though you're somehow the standard and the, the measure litmus, yeah yeah the litmus test of who gets who gets to have a funeral at the Staples Center versus who doesn't, you know? Um, so, and I think what, you know, again, I don't think any of our listeners suffer from this level of entitlement, but what I think it's important is to like, you know, be that person, like be like, you know, one of the other girls who spoke out about it, um, she, she's this, you know, fiery redhead that I work with or whatever, you know, <laughs> and, um, and she's, you know, and she responded back to her peers, you know, like, to say, like, well, actually, no, like, this is what's going on. And this is why it's important to, you know, and like, whatever. And, you know, I, and I feel like be that voice, be that voice that says, like, well, like, take a minute, like, you know, why don't you dial that back a little bit and think about it from this perspective, or look at it from here, or just be informative. Because if nothing else, if you're, um, if you're paying attention at all right now, like the, my, I mean, my Facebook timeline is flooded. I think all the, all the news outlets are flooded with, like you said just now, videos, articles, think pieces, a million things about this guy. So if, if you, if you're like me, who I, again, I admittedly like did not have any frame of reference for who Nipsey Hussle was. Un- again, unfortunately, until he got shot. And now I know a lot more about him. And I'm like, oh, wow, this guy was really, you know, doing his part. And in a way that a lot of people who gain that sort of notoriety don't do. Um, and so get informed, read the articles, watch the interviews, you know, like there's tons of information out there. And be that person who can be that voice to, for those who aren't doing their homework or who, who are just dismissing this offhand, be the voice that's able to say, hey, well, you know, actually, you know, if you look into it, there's this and there's that. And you can talk about any number of the many ways in which um, he he's important and he was important and his legacy is important and the things that we're doing were important to people. Um, and that's why it matters. Um, you know, so, you know, it's just, I think people just need to be educated. I do really feel like um, when people know better, they do better. At least I like to think so. And, um, and I think some people are just like, just really just speaking out of a, from a place of ignorance that can easily be corrected. Corrected. Like you said, entitlement, like, yeah, entitlement for sure. And the thing that I that just made me so mad when you told me that, and I saw mm-hmm. something else, someone, was it Tamron Hall? Um, you can't tell somebody like what's important to them, right? You know, you need to listen and let them tell you. So, you know, how dare you, you know, say like what someone can do for their child, for their career? Apparently, they had the money to. 
rent out the Staples Center. So, like, what, you know, like, you see all these other people doing things, like, just, sometimes just don't say anything. Like, if you don't know anything, just don't say nothing. So, it, it just, just made me so, I, I was just like, I was so mad when you told me that. I was like, how dare they? I mean, it was really so, and I was just like, you know, and I, it's, you know, whatever, like when, when you work in, you know, different environments, like you, there's, there's a, a, a fair See, amount of this sort of I like commentary. A long time. Yeah. And you're, yeah, you are in the middle of, yeah, Atlanta, you, you don't get this much, but you know, I'm exposed to it pretty, va- pretty often. I work in between Simi Valley and Santa Clarita. So there's like pretty much outside of Orange County, two of the whitest <laughs> Of demographics that there are in, you know, in a, in Los Angeles County, you know, just bordering Ventura County, you know, so, so yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's okay to not know who somebody is. It's okay to not know his music. It's okay to not have maybe, you know, again, never, never heard his name before. That's fine. Like, I, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a million artists uh, you know, out there who I've never heard of, who are popular mm-hmm. in other circles, you know, and if something were to happen to them, I'd be like, oh, I've never even heard of this person, you know, but that doesn't mean that it, you know, if something were to happen to them or something, you know, something tragic were to happen that I'd be like, that I'm allowed to stand in judgment of you because you're upset about it. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it, it's just, it doesn't make any sense, you guys. So um, it, it did. It made me really upset. And, but it was one of those, like, oh, I'm at work. I need to, you know, be mindful of my uh-huh. role, my role and my position here. And, yeah. you know, but I was grateful for someone who was a peer of the people that were talking to be able to stand in and say, hey, uh-uh, that's not cool, da 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 you know, and, and I was, you know, able to then sort of like ride that coattail. Um, and, um, and so be that person, be the person who, who is uh, gently guides people back to reality. Um, oh. So, you know, whether it makes an impact or not, it's neither here nor there. It's just, you know, just be, be, be that person. Don't be the yeah. other person. <laughs> yeah. Don't be that person. Don't be the other person. Yeah, for sure. Okay. This is totally like random. Cause again, I'm on my timeline. It's again, mm-hmm. all Nipsey all day. Yes. But, um, all, like, past week. For yeah. that two weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> did you know he was one of the people who reopened world, uh, world on wheels? I did not know that. I didn't I, I I read that recently but I did certainly didn't know that like so that was that actually made me chuckle because I was like no that's kind of funny yeah that's what I was like that caught all this other like you know part of a bid to uh, acquire the viceroy like all these other things like okay that's nice it's like what we're on our wheels <laughs> yeah yeah that's that this you okay yeah that's funny yeah I that chuckled when I read that um yeah, there's just, I mean, you know, and that's, it's just, it's, it is, the more I read and the more I see about him, I'm just kind of like, wow, he really was just like, pretty impressive, you know, so, um, and I watched that, I think you posted the um, 30 questions with him and Lauren London. It wasn't that like, <laughs> that was hysterical. It's such a guy, like, I am doing this for her. Right, she's all into it. He's like, are you for real right now? <laughs> it was 
I, it was just, it was so funny. He was like, oh, I don't know. Red? We've never had this conversation about what purple color. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, okay, purple. Okay. That's, that, that sounds good too. Yeah. He's like, this is not a conversation we've had. Like, what? right. Right. Because we're not five and we're not right. around talking about what's your favorite color. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was great. Thing, what he said. She's like, he was like, okay, what do you want me to say? Like, oh, right. It's like, come on now. Right. He was like, girl, come on. You know what my favorite body part is. Yeah, I was like, oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, Stop that playing. Was, yeah, that was hilarious. So. It was hilarious. Yeah, that actually, it was really cute and funny, and then it, like, made me sad. Sad at the end. I was like, oh. You know, I was like, oh, my God, you guys. Like, this, you know, like, it's at the end of the day, like, it's just, you know, he's um, a husband, a father, you know, somebody's uh, kid so, and brother, you know, brother. like, it's just. Yeah, so many things, you know, so there's what he represented and what he was standing for from a community perspective, which is, you know, very sad. And then, um, and then there's just, you know, this, again, like the loss of any life, regardless, it's just always just, it's a tragedy. It's, it's very tragic, especially, you know, in this tragic way, at the hands of somebody else, like, it's just so stupid. It's just stupid. So, oh, oh, rest, rest, rest in peace. In peace. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. On to the next one. We're gonna try to hold Jesus the time. Okay. So, <laughs> we're doing good. Sure. <laughs> um, wait. Tell me everything. So. Mm-hmm. Wendy Williams has filed from di- for div- divorce from her husband, Kevin Hudson. Oh, okay. So why? Is there an allegation of some sort? So I think we talked about this because we talked a little bit about her health issues and being off the show and there are rumors right. about the husband. So um, she's citing, she citing irre- irreconcilable differences. Okay. Um, and you know, it seems like, you know, the split comes, um, she said she was having health issues, you know, she was, she then later admitted that she um, had a relapse, so she was in a um, sober house, um, but people are, were, the rumor was that her relapse was um, sparked by news that her husband's mistress of 10 years Oh. Yeah, that lives not has a place not too far from them was pregnant and so she recently gave birth to the child last month. Mm. And so she was saying on her show, like, you know, we're good over here. I love my husband. Don't worry about mine. If the, the ring is still on, you know, it's good. You know, this is lifetime. So um apparently not. She's had enough, yeah. Uh, she's been seen without her rings as early as the 25th of last month. Um, you know, so it seems like, she, you know, she's kind of, you know, been having a hard time dealing with it. You know, they were married for almost 22 years. Um, that's a long time. But, I mean, but if 10 years of that, he's had a mistress. Now, is this like he's had a mistress for 10 years that she's known about? 
I don't know if she's known about her or or not. But she's like ten years, and she lives down the street. Like for real. The thing is, I think she she does. So, do you know who Charlemagne is? Girl, you know I don't know who Charlemagne is. Okay, Charlemagne (laughs) is a radio host or whatever. Okay. Okay, that does sound familiar. Okay, he's very. He was very close with Wendy Williams and her husband. Mm-hmm. Like in the early days of radio, they were on a show together. They had mm-hmm. fallen out and over, you know, and his, he had a, a couple of books to come out. So in one of his books, he recently said that the reason why they fell out was because of her husband um, and that he introduced the mistress to the husband. And he was mm-hmm. like, I didn't introduce them like thinking they would date. Like she was a friend from home. Like he's from South Carolina. She's a friend from friend from home. I introduced them for business reasons, mm-hmm. and you know I didn't know like this affair was gonna start. And he was saying that they went to Jamaica, and like you know him, I guess probably his wife, Kevin. Okay, I can hear you doing it. The dog is drinking water. <laughs> I was I was wondering if you could hear. Yeah, it's so loud. And the good thing is, I took his um his I was good girl. I was about to say necklace. I took his collar off because if it wasn't for that, you'd hear the like cling cling clang of the collar against the dish, the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that. So, oh my god, sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah, oh gosh. Oh, so they were all in Jamaica. Uh, Wendy and her husband, Charlemagne. I'm assuming his wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he flew the other woman out. And so they kind of fell out because... Wait, the husband flew the other woman out or Charlemagne? Okay. So he's in Jamaica with Charlemagne. Mm -hmm. And with his wife? Mm -hmm. And he flew, he called for this other woman to come too? Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. They asked Wendy knew at the time and he was was like, no, she did know at the time that this Mm -hmm. was going on, but you know. He was like, she is bright. He's like, he, she, he's um, sucking the life out of her. And part of the reason mm. I think she doesn't want a divorce because they don't have a prenup. And uh, he's the executive producer on her show, like uh, manager. He's entangled in all of her business, much like um, Mary J. Blige's no good husband was. Uh-huh. And so, like, her breaking away from him, he would get, like, all of her a large portion of her stuff which he's already doing like he's getting money supporting this other woman like basically she's supporting them both Mm, mm. and so um that's horrible yeah so you know like and you know wendy is messy and you know yes she is the worst but i don't wish this kind of stuff on nobody no absolutely not this is horrible you know gossipy or whatever so yeah so um and there's also been some accusa- accusations of abuse on his part and all that kind of stuff. So, uh-huh. um, you know, we'll see what comes of this. I don't think this is going to be pretty. And uh, Oh, it sounds like it's going to be, you know, it sounds like it's going to be awful and messy. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be good because it's already not good. So It's that, already bad, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Um, so next, um, mm-hmm. I know you don't have exactly this experience, but okay, it's an end kind of of an era. Um, the Johnson Publishing Company has filed for bankruptcy. The Johnson Publishing Company. See again, this is where we um, 
okay, I'm gonna say something. You're gonna be really offended, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Like you weren't really black until the '90s. This is true. So <laughs> it's true. I mean, I didn't grow up in a black household. I had to work to acquire my blackness. I'm not ashamed of that. Okay, good. Because um, <laughs> I hate offending people. Uh, oh, yeah, because you're so careful not to offend. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't even, like, get through oh, the sentence. No, I can't. Cause I don't care. So, yeah, so it always when we talk about, like, different things about the Black experience, there's always this kind of gap that you have. Yeah, this is, there's, yeah, because there's this dissonance of the things that I just simply do not did because okay everything is exposure friends Mm -hmm. everything is exposure and so you know if you haven't been exposed you just haven't been exposed and you just don't know and that's okay because then you have friends like Kristen who are about to tell you all about it (laughs) so I'm sure you've heard of a little um a couple of magazines called Ebony and Jet oh yeah more like yeah like you've got more issues than Jet because you know what that means i do know what that means okay because jet was like a jet was a weekly magazine right yes look at you all right now yeah okay so um now i did not grow up with either jet nor ebony in the household (laughs) right which is what i'm saying so if you because i know that you didn't because first of all, I've met your mother, um, but also yes. I know that you didn't because you would have immediately known what I was talking about when I said Johnson Publishing Company. Oh, so, so this is the the publishing house that took yeah, care of both the these family, magazines. Okay. Because the family, the family was John H. Johnson founded this company in 1942. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 1942. That's very impressive. And so basically, it started as he called it the Negro Digest. Uh-huh. He had a loan of five hundred dollars from his mother, and wow. basically is what Jet and um, it, what Jet was. It summarized news articles about Black life. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's basically what it was. So he, um, the company, which is now ran by his, he passed away. Um, gosh, two thousand five. And mm-hmm. so it's being run by his daughter, Linda Johnson Rice, who's in her 70s. Um, mm. And, you know, they sold off Ebony and Jet in, gosh, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jet stopped having print art, um, print editions in 2014. Because, you know, just, you know, basically no one was getting, you know, still Ebony and Jet subscriptions except for my Aunt Hattie. So, mm. you know, like no one, you know, it was like growing <laughs> up. <laughs> that is hysterical. It's true, though, that that generation, for sure, like the last, last remaining subscribers. Growing up, like Ebony was the Black people's equivalent to Life magazine. Mm-hmm. You did not go into a black person's house in the eighties or nineties without seeing a copy a copy of Ebony or Jet on a coffee table. It just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was just such a like a big part of it. So it was that mm-hmm. um, 
they said, you know, so they had sold off those, but they said that they're, um, the reason why they filed, they were caught in a tidal wave of marketplace changes and business issues, which despite exhaustive, exhaustive efforts could not be overcome. So, mm-hmm. um, so one of them was that the retailer that carried its fashion fair cosmetics line mm-hmm. bankrupt and they had recalls mm-hmm. of um, products and then they're like, they just can't compete. Um, mm-hmm. and the digital, digital age, they just weren't in that place. So, so yeah, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. You, I'm, I'm pretty sure, have never had fashion fair cosmetics. No, but I know what fashion fair cosmetics are. Okay. So, um, <laughs> she I says, like she says things. proudly. <laughs> what? That I know what they are. Yes. Um, so I, like many other black girls, our first introduction to makeup was mm-hmm. fashion fair. Because mm-hmm. your mama used fashion fair, you used fashion fair too. Mm-hmm. there was this one lipstick was, it was like a purple lipstick I can't remember, which is like basically the first lipstick every like teenager had until we discovered MAC which saved our lives um, <laughs> in the 90s girl uh, but yes, hysterical so, so yeah so um, yeah so the, the company was just you know led by um, Ebony and Jet you know just was just so such a huge part of black culture and so at, in the 90s their circulation of ebony magazine was around two million homes mm-hmm. um and kind of one of the things that they did was they had um advertisers who would be willing to cater to um black audiences because they struggled with having advertisers who wanted to uh, didn't want to be perceived as catering to black people Mm. these are the kinds of um, things you know that they were um, dealing with in terms of that but Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. um, Jet was you know you know Jet was and Ebony were both criticized for being very like bougie and only Mm. talking about you know the the, that's divine nine lord you know the <laughs> included well, them. That too, yeah but you know the um the 10 percent you know um wb du bois i can't think of the phrase right now the talented 10th you know that kind of thing uh-huh. um so they criticize get criticized that but they also did talk about social issues in jet and ebony and most famously jet was known for being um the i think the first pu- place to publish a photograph of Emmett Till's opening casket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, so, I've, I've read know, that. So it's just an iconic part of African American history, and you know, sad that that's one of the things that's kind of, um, you know, kind of gone by the wayside. But you know, mm-hmm. it, and as someone said in a statement. Um, just kind of end on this. While the wisdom of hindsight might suggest different decisions should have been made, Linda is proud of the 77-year legacy of J- Johnson Publishing, her family's historical impact on America and the city of Chicago, and mm. her decades of hard work trying to revitalize the co- the company. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Like, it's kind of like an end of era. Like, it's kind of end yeah. for a lot of people, but, like, that's really sad to see, like, such a long-lasting mm-hmm. company kind of folded, you know, so... 
But yeah, it's, but it's really hard though. I mean, I feel like the print media business in general, is like, just period. Yeah, newspapers are struggling to figure out. Yeah, how to stay relevant, how to make money. Could you? I mean, because I remember how large newspapers used to be. Yeah. Like the Sunday paper was. Oh my gosh. It was like it was like six pounds. Um, I mean, and honestly, like in my in our lifetime, like I even when I um. When I first, like, moved out, uh, like, after college, when I first, like, moved into my own apartment, I still had the paper. To, like, I would, like, had an L.A. Times subscription um, and um, had the paper delivered. Like, for, it was just, I did, I just did, like, the Sunday edition because I didn't read the paper every day. But, like, it was such a staple to, it was such a, like, something that, like, I inherited from my parents. Like, my, now my parents got the paper every day. They had, like... The Daily LA Times delivered to, you know, to the welcome mat every, every morning. And, you know, the giant, like you said, the giant Sunday paper delivered every Sunday, the coupons, oh. all that. Rena Haynes had that <laughs> paper delivered every day. And yeah. we sit there and read it. So, yeah. yeah. And I remember, like, I would, like, you know, when, over the summer, like, that was one of my favorite things to do was, like, you know, every day my Mom would go out to get the newspaper and we'd split up. I would get the funny papers, you know, <laughs> my dad would get the politics section. My mom would peruse like the like fashion. I mean, it was like very like, you know, everyone got their little like section, you know? Yeah. It would and be, like, the, the view and like you had to use the newspaper. Like if you wanted to go to a movie. You need ca- that newspaper. The calendar. You needed the calendar section. The calendar. Yes. You Girl. Need- so, I mean, I grew up, you know, I think most of us, we all grew up in a household where, you know, the paper came every day, you sat, it was what you did in the morning over breakfast, you drank your coffee, you had your breakfast, you read the paper. So when I moved out of the house after college or whatever, like I start, I got the paper, I remember like, I think I probably did start with like getting it every day and realize like, oh, you know what, I don't actually do this every day the way my parents did. So I ended up right. just limiting it down to like, I think the Friday and the Sunday edition or whatever. you know and I continue to get that for a really long time you know Mm -hmm. like so it's just you know and then you know and that you know again like as digital media became more popular easier to access readily available like that you know I canceled my subscription and I don't remember I don't even remember when it when I did that but it was it's been a very long time now um and um but I have to say, when I moved into my place, so I'm going on 10 years here in this home. Mm-hmm. And um, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I moved in 10 years ago, there was like when I would leave early in the morning to go running or I would, when I would leave early in the morning and have like be out walking taxi, um, there were still um, – newspaper trucks and now like you know like the little like newspaper pickup trucks that were like deliver the papers there were still trucks out and now I never see them like and I'm out like at you know five in the morning running and I've I haven't seen newspaper truck I can't even remember but I mean it's been years so it's it's a it's a dying industry and you know they're trying you know the the larger you know, like, you know, even like, you know, LA Times and all these places are figuring out ways to, 
to stay relevant and to, to keep subscriptions going and all that sort of thing. But I think, it, you know, it's just, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder. Yeah. So, oh, that's, that's sad. Yeah. So, so. that's sad. Um, <clears throat> the last thing is um, mm-hmm. just a reminder to everyone. So exciting that um, we didn't plan a girls night because everyone's been super busy. But Little comes out tomorrow. So. Oh, is it tomorrow? Okay, cool. Yep, so I've been seeing um, Little Queen, um, oh Martin Gosh. the um, circuit, the press tour, and just hilarious. I saw like one little interview with her today where they were asking her about what was... Um, the hardest thing for her to do, you know, you know, since she's not grown, you know, to mm-hmm. her acting like she was grown, she's very mature, but mm-hmm. she's still a child. And she, they're asking her, what's the worst thing? You know, what was the most difficult thing? And she was like, acting like I was drunk because I've never been drunk before. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Like frame of reference for that. So I just acted like I was, what did she say? Like, um, I can't remember what she said she did. Like, she was tired or, you know, clumsy or something she said that she uh-huh. she's like, she's like, I drink water. So, it, right. you know, like, I have no reference for being drunk. So, that was, I could not relate to that. So, right. you know, drunk people, but, you know, you're like, I'm never. Sure. So How funny. Excited about that. I think it's, it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be super cute and funny. And it's just honestly, like, I've been, I've read a couple of articles just about her and all the stuff that she's doing, you know, the whole, like, she's the youngest executive producer basically ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, okay, why do I feel just like I've wasted my life? <laughs> like, like, oh, I feel like my parents didn't like, I feel like those, like, Olympic mom and dads were like, I used, you know, growing up, I was like, you know, that's so nice. Let them be kids, and like they're great. I'm like, I feel like my parents didn't push me enough. Like, pressure me (laughs) to be great, and um, oh my god, totally fulfill my full potential. So, you know, go ahead, um, Marseille, you do it, girl. Yeah, and she's so pretty. I, she's like, there's something really like dimples are so adorable. She's so cute. So um, a lot of there's just been lots. I was saying that to say there's been some really like really nice photography of her, um, you know. Um, so yeah, it's it's great. I'm, it's amazing. It's really very very impressive. So yeah. So yeah, she has her own little production company. And... Yeah. No, she is doing it. Yeah. So I asked something about like you know your parents. She's like, oh no, let's be clear. My parents are in charge. Like I. Yeah, it's my company, but, like, yeah, as soon as, you know, we leave work, you know, well, they're always in charge, but, like, when we go home, like, they tell me what to do. Like, right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a kid. <laughs> I would hope so, yes, please. Yeah, so I love that. that please term. continue to be parented, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, because we're not growing yet, so I was like, I love that, that's fantastic. yeah. So good job, mom and dad. And yeah, really. Congratulations, and I hope it has a big, outstanding weekend. So, yeah, so. I hope so too. I think it's gonna do really well. Mhm. Very okay. cool. Good. So, let's get personal. You have anything you want to say? Um. Let's see. <laughs> um. Yeah. No worries. 
Um, as you are well aware, I've been uh, <laughs> consumed with all the drama of income property when it, you know, when you have a tenant move out and you've got to re-up and turn the place over for um, for new new clients. Um, in a short time period. In a short time period, you know, as efficiently as, and economically as possible so that you can start making money again. So... Um, so yeah, so it's, and the thing is like, it really is all, it's all fine. Like nothing, there's been nothing like incredibly wrong with the place or whatever. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, whenever you're in a period where there's no, where it's not producing income actively, um, the money that goes out just feels like it's just going out and going out and going out. Yeah. You're like, how dare you mind you. Yeah. This will all be pure profit in another year for you. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even just like, yeah, no, I will. I'll, I'll yeah. be back. I'll be back to baseline very shortly. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's, like, it's painful. Yeah. it's painful. It's painful. And it's also at the same time. So I, I don't know if I mentioned this week that last week, whether like I mentioned this in my uh, let's get personal, but like, I'm also in the middle of like just planning the summertime, you know, like, so I went from having two trips that I knew that I was going to take to being like, oh, we're, it turns out we are going to go to Minnesota. Okay, great. So that's another trip. And then like, oh, well, you know, then what about this? Okay, then like, let's, you know, so let's go to Napa. Okay, great. That's a, okay. So I just went from two trips to four trips, um, which is, again, like two additional sets of airfare, two additional sets of accommodations. And, you know, so it's just, I just feel like it's like, oh, money, money, money everywhere. <laughs> it's just money going out for various reasons in various directions and it's like killing me softly so Mm -hmm. um so yeah so there's just that aspect of it um that's like kind of all coinciding at the same time um but it's all good um just and and i am excited about the summer i do feel like oh it's gonna be like june and july are gonna be um busy months but huh epic Epic months. So much fun. I just booked my accommodations for Atlanta. Uh, not not the flights yet, but just for my Airbnb. I'm staying at the same place from oh, last time. Yeah, I was so cute. So cute. And um, so, yeah, so um, I was just really glad that that they had um, the room was open and available for those dates. I was like, oh, click, click, click reserve reserve you know <laughs> like book now mm-hmm. book now you know so um so yeah so i'm excited about that so i will be in atlanta for my for- birthday yeah yeah so that'll be fun um so yeah so had to move and then the other thing that i'm just like reflecting on is again we talked earlier about feeling old i have said more than once over the course of the last week um the young people in my life i've said that phrase more than once and because I because one I'm again older than Moses and um and I do have many young people in my life and many young people in my life are doing a whole bunch of things which are very exciting so um it's obviously like we're on the cusp of graduation season so I've been like plugging lots of graduation dates there's like just a lot of seniors seniors high school seniors in my life right now and one college senior my my uh, second oldest nephew um so yeah so jordan is graduating 
um, from Fresno State. That's super exciting, and he's top of his philosophy class. Like his his. Uh, I saw his... that. That is so awesome. Yeah, so it's so exciting. Um, my third oldest nephew, or I guess third oldest, second youngest, depends how you want to phrase it. Um, he's um, he just preached his first sermon. Um, and that, so that was on YouTube, and it was just um, fun to watch. Excuse me, I totally missed this. Uh, you know what? I need to um, send it to you. I, um, I'll forward you the link. Um, it was so good. It was just really, really impressive. He did so well. And um, so that's just exciting. Uh, it was just, you know, it's just exciting. Um, our friend, Annette, her, her. Uh, her second oldest is graduating from high school. He's been accepted to a couple of places, but he decided he's going to Northridge. Um, so that baccalaureate and graduation are coming up. I'm going to attend the baccalaureate. Um, so, so yeah, like, you know, um, our, our friend, um, our friends, Orlando and Falana, their oldest, um, is has been accepted to a bunch of places from what i understand at least last i checked he's still deciding um where he's gonna go but um but he's doing just really well in everything like <laughs> just excelling in all sorts of ways and his graduation is also on my calendar so again all the young people all the young people doing big things um so that's just fun it's fun and exciting so um so yeah so I'm um, I'm looking forward to to May for all these graduations and celebrations of 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 people you know reaching milestones. I think that's always fun. And then um, and then trips in June and July. Awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good summer. And I'm just like it's nice. Like the weather here has finally. I feel like we're like officially like having nice LA spring weather. Um, I've been back out running and it's not like freezing cold when I go out running. There's a ton of uh, wind and pollen, which is problematic. Um, back at the gym. Oh my gosh. Did you see the video? Of, did I talk to you about this already? The car going through the gym? window uh -huh. yeah that was crazy so my gym um if you google uh car through window los angeles gym i'm sure this will come up um and it's crazy i'm just you know i mean it's literally like it's this really small gym so the space that this car came through is just crazy so anyway that happened earlier this week so um, so yeah, but all that to say, I've been back at the gym, back working out, um, and, um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about the summer. I'm excited about our Napa trip, um, confirm those reservations for the, for one of the dinner reservations that we've been talking about. So I think that's going to be delicious and mm. so much fun. So, so yeah, all good things. Um, what do you have? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, going to keep coughing. Um, yeah, so, I, 
dealing with your stuff. <laughs> my property stuff. Yeah, that's taken a lot of my week. Um, however, I got some like very exciting news at work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yay! So the first quarter is ended. Um, I did well the first quarter, and mm-hmm. at the end of the month at our first quarter award ceremony. I'm going to be honored as being one of the top 20 agents in the office. It's so awesome. It's yeah. so awesome. It's so I exciting. Know. So super excited. And um, yeah, it's kind of like I posted this a while ago, like the the day you sow the seeds isn't the day you eat. So, right. Yeah, yes. So it's kind of. Yeah. That's where true. my, you know, head has been at and kind of motivating. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it's been very exciting. And I'm sorry, I'm tired. And, and motivating, um, as I said earlier, I haven't been sleeping a lot, sleeping well for whatever reason, but mm-hmm. we get back on track next week. So, um, yeah, so it's been like super um, motivating. And I've, you know, talked to my productivity coach and we've set some new goals for, um, the end of the year and for mm-hmm. year, so I'm super excited. So yeah, good. Good things happening, exciting things at work. So yeah. I have to say, I am so proud of you because you have, um, you have just worked like you have worked your ass off for this. Like, and you're still working, you're still pushing, but like. You know, I've said it a million times now, both to you and to other people who ask me, like, hey, how, how's Kristen doing? And I'm like, she's doing better than I would. Like, I would have given up a really long time ago. <laughs> like, I did I not have. I you coaching today, too. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Basically that. How I yeah. Like, yeah. I would not have. Because she was, my coach was asking me, like, how do you feel? Like, kind of what? Because she said she talked about me to her coach. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And she at her coach asked her to um, interview me, to ask me some uh-huh. questions. And so we were talking about that. And she's like, no, how do you, how do you, like, how did you get here? Like, what uh-huh. got you here? What made the difference? What was the push? And kind of like, you know, that thing. So it was just kind of interesting. I mentioned, you know, you. And I was just like, just knowing that this is what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. knowing that it's not going to be an easy thing because this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I'm like, just because I know this is what I'm supposed to do, it's been confirmed many, many times mm-hmm. when I do something else that, no, stop it. Do this. Mm-hmm. You give, give everything to this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, because this is what you're supposed to be doing. And knowing that it's just because it's, and like I said, something that um, Fern told me like when I was, after I, le- I left Charlotte that time. Mm-hmm. So I was originally moving to Charlotte, not Atlanta. And I went there. Mm-hmm. It's like, it didn't seem right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she told me this thing and it didn't apply to Charlotte, but it applied to this. Mm-hmm. It was just because something doesn't go as you plan, like, doesn't mean it's not what you're supposed to be doing, not what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. And just exactly. because it's hard doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that that's what you're 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 supposed to do yeah right all those things like as I know like nothing I want to do my life is nowhere near like 
none of the things I want to do. I'm not mm-hmm. doing those things. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so it's yeah. not about like you know being easy or what you want, but the thing is like God is faithful, and yes, yes. whenever I would get to like the point where I was like, oh my God, like there would be a breakthrough where like you know just like a li- enough to keep me going. Mm-hmm. That's kind of health for belly so like things are awesome there's some exciting things going on forward and I'm like super excited about the spring summer and doubling what I did first quarter so I'm excited yeah it's very exciting yeah and it's just someone who's yeah been in the passenger seat along this ride been in in it it, right alongside and it's just been it's been motivating to watch because again like you know, the level of hustle that you have, um, and, um, and just faithfulness, like just faithfulness. Um, and, um, which has always been a theme for you. I feel like you've always, whatever the, the obstacle, whatever, you know, whether it was being at a job that you didn't like, but knowing that this is just, that was just the season you were in to, you know, your, your faithfulness to your family and your parents and, and you know when those when those situations got really hard and having to really lean into them, um, and this you know like you you um, you are faithful to the work that you have put in front of you and it's just awesome to watch. So I'm super proud of you. It's really exciting. Thank you. You're gonna make me cry. Let's all cry together now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I said, like I could not. You know, like, the Lord's been faithful. But I am honestly blessed with, like, the best friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, like, just super supportive and, you know, like I have, like I said, some exciting things coming up this summer that I can't wait to share. Like, mm-hmm. and how, like, yeah, like, it's, it's just, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. So, yeah. So, that's yeah. kind of that, but I did see. Uh, okay, one more thing, and then we gotta get off things. Okay, I'm not going to the office early anyway, so it don't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm working this weekend, so I'm gonna sleep in. So mm-hmm. I saw this on somebody's timeline, and I asked the fella what he thought, and mm-hmm. I was like, he, I was like, God, you just want to say things like that I want to hear. Some of them were honest, and some of them were like, I was like, you just want to say things I want, I, I want to hear. And he's like, mm-hmm. what? Did me to say I'm like you know what what you said was fine it was accurate a lot of it but still it's funny so I was like I think I would get an honest answer from you and from bestie so I'm gonna ask okay you. okay um, so if you had to bring me three things to cheer me up what would it be hmm. Hmm. um I would bring you uh, sushi from Sugarfish. Yes. I would bring you a donut. (laughs) (laughs) Again, yes. (laughs) Um, See the theme here. I know, right? Um three things one more thing to cheer you up Mm. 
the third one is hard. Um, I feel like I would bring you like, um, I don't know, like a like, probably like a gift card or something to like a place that you like to go. Because <laughs> you're you're super hard to shop for, so it's not like oh I know that you you know whatever like you're your whatever, but like I feel like I know the places that you like to go or that you always find things, you know. So like, yeah, like I get you like a gift card to like um, what's that place that's like. You always go in there, and I, I, it's like um, hot. What's it called? Hot something. Um, mm, I go in no place called hot. <laughs> it's called um. Oh, I can see it. Are you talking about torrid? Torrid, yes. Yeah, I do go in torrid. Okay. And you always find like cute stuff that you like there, but like I, I, I can never call it. Oh, no. Because, yeah, because I wore something today. I wore this, like, little t-shirt. It kind of looked like it had, like, maybe a geisha on it, but it was very, like, graphic, very whatever. Just some jeans and boots today. And somebody was like, oh, that shirt is so cute. It's so cute. And I'm just like, like, oh, what is I was like, I don't even know, like, really what the shirt is. I don't know if I'm culturally appropriating or what, but I got it from the Goodwill. It was a dollar. Like, whatever. <laughs> you can never know, like, what I'm going to wear. Like, it's always. Well, and the thing is, like, you're also, like, like, it's not, like, you, you have, like, very unique taste, you know? And, like, you'll pick things that I, like, would not give a second look to. And you put it on, and it looks amazing. So, like, you're really good at, like, dressing yourself, like. You know, like, I feel like lots of people don't have that. Like, lots of people, like, pick things that are, like, popular or pick something that was, like, in the window or whatever, but it doesn't necessarily look good on you, you know? Like, you're able to, like, pick, like, a unique thing that, like, you know, was, you know, it wasn't necessarily, like, maybe, like, on display, but, like, was, you know, whatever. And then, like, you put it on, and it's like, oh, that's amazing. Why isn't that on sale? Like, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. This is a funny thing. I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you this either. Scott, Bella um, thinks it's hilarious. So, um, I wore a little like dress um, at work, and I forgot when I went. I was doing something earlier, so I had ten. I think I was just to your house or something. Mm-hmm. So I had tennis shoes with me because you know, like the grass hasn't been cut. Like it's cut now, but. You know, so, like, you know, there's work to need to be done. So I wore my tennis shoes and sure. I got my flats. And so I was wearing like a dress and a cute little outfit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the only shoes I had, you know, of course, I had a million shoes in my car. Of course. Were all heels because I take them off and put my flats back on. So sure. I wore heels to work, which was a cause of like <laughs> of wonderment among everybody in the office. <laughs> Because I always, people are like, why are you so tall today? They're like, oh, hey, girl. I mean, literally, like. I love it. And they were cute, like, little lacy little uh, pumps. They're they're super cute, too. And so I was like, Chrissy, you're wearing heels. Look at you. And that little dress. So one of the uh, ladies at work, I call her, like, auntie. 
Mm-hmm. Like, auntie, because she is such a like mom auntie. And so, whenever I wear a short, uh, you know, like a short dress where my legs are out, she's like, uh, Kristen, you need to go take some cards and walk over to the public, take them legs over to public and pass. <laughs> That's right. And she's like, you need to go, you know, sell something. I was like, what you want me to sell? Like, right. You must. Like, like, you want me to sell no houses? Like, I'm supposed to sell something. She's like, you gonna go over there and sell something. And I was oh, like, Lord, what? you might be selling the wrong thing. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's hysterical. Pass out some cards. Oh, I love it. I love but, it. Yeah, so, okay, so that is funny. So, Phil had two things. He was like, conversation, but he was like, laughter. And I was like, yeah, like, I do want to, like, talk in, like, that cheers me up. Mm-hmm. But I was like, and, and when I told him, I was like, you forgot food. <laughs> oh, I started with food. And he was like, of course, the food would be with the conversation. I was like, whatever. No, you need to explicitly say food. Right. I was like, you, yeah. know, you know how much I talk about food. And we, oh, gosh, what is it? Because, you know, like, I tell you, like, all these real estate things, like, people feed us all the time because they want our business. Mm-hmm. So I, like, would go, mm, what's this? And so we were looking at something, and it was all the way in Alpharetta, which, you know, is very far because we have, you know, friends that live out there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, okay, they're doing something, Alfred. Okay, let me see. And then I was like, ooh, breakfast? I was like, continental breakfast. Mm-mm. I ain't going to Alfred for a continental breakfast. He was like, yeah, sister needs some eggs. And so I was like, that's right. I was like, what, is, what are they trying to pull? No, I'm not going to this. Mm-mm. I'm going for some, <laughs> yeah, Alpharetta for some pastries and fruit. Come on now. Yes. I was like, get the heck out of here. So, yeah, so that is funny. So, yeah, I was like, you know me. I was like, you know that we just had a long conversation because I was cooking dinner about food. So I was like, you know, you gotta lead everything with food. Mm-hmm. That's the quickest way to my heart. Like, bring me. You said the sugarfish sushi. Mm-hmm. I was like, some tacos. That tacos, yeah, tacos would have been good. I did. I was trying not to make my list all food. That's why I was like, I'll, I'll change up all. The yeah, food no, I but again, like, yes, if it was. All but tacos food, easily, yeah, I can make the list. I mean, um, maybe a, a some wine of some sort, mm-hmm. a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's all I need, and a good playlist. Take me to you know. Okay, bring you a mixtape. <laughs> yeah, bring me a good place. <laughs> like, give me some good music or some funny thing on TV, and yeah, we're good. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's would be a good one. Like a like a, a like a DVD uh, collection of like uh, the West Wing. Mm, yes. Because I was, I was thinking about like for you, I was like. Yeah. What would you? What would my? What would you bring? What are you three things that you would bring me? Same yeah, question. So I think like Tito's. Mm, I love Tito's tacos. Have you finally saw the commercial? No, only because I went, I looked for it. Like, I had to find it on YouTube or something. Okay, because I was like, you've not seen the commercial. You're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I still have never seen, like, I've never seen the commercial play on a channel of any well, sort. Well, no one has TV anymore, but, like, right TV anymore. But, yes, it used to play all the time on, like, the local little station. And I was oh like, you've never gosh. seen this little commercial. And you're like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> and the little song, then you'd sing the little song. Yeah. And I was like, that's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is a real song. 
<laughs> it's so <laughs> corny. Yeah, it is. But it does sound made up. It, it is made up by someone, just not me. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, your doggy and your cat, like, just have them, like. They can count as one thing. Yes, have your, your babies, like, just. My babies. Um, and I think some, um, I'm going to, like, go food. Because I was like, either, you know, watch TV, like, some kind of true crime thing on television. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, some ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream from um, Cool House, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Or another little fabulous place. Salt and straw. Fancy salt and straw. Yes, I couldn't think of the name. It was like a fancy, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes yeah there that that so those would all be terrific all those mm-hmm. things yep so yeah. terrific yeah. Yeah. lovely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah we know each other well yeah i was like it's just food and yeah food and, food and liquor that's all i want food and <laughs> liquor <laughs> I mean, uh, I think it's like the saddest I've ever been. Like, what did I do? I had some food, I had some liquor, and I was good. I wasn't good, but like, was it good? But it, it just helps take the edge off. Yeah. So it's like that's all I want. Yeah. Like these things are not solutions. They're just you know bombs. Yes. Thank you. That's a good one. Bombs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at all this. Oh my god. This is such a weird thing. He's obsessed mm. with um, checkers. Checkers. So, yeah, so there's like a little checkers game that he plays on Facebook. So he's like playing it constantly and then like invites me to play checkers at various times. And I'm like, okay, it is eleven thirty, I don't want to play checkers. But yes. It's very odd. I don't know what this thing is. I don't know how oh, to play checkers. Okay. Okay, it's, it's too late to deal with this right now because you can't drop a bomb. At is it a bomb? This is right up there with not knowing how to ride a bike, yes. which I also don't know how to do. Yes, <laughs> despite despite your best efforts. Oh yes, um, listeners, I get. <laughs> I bought her a class, a bike riding class, learn how to ride a bike. And I was just offended that she would not do it. She was scared. This is what she told me. She was scared to do it. I really do think that I will hurt myself. No, you won't. You'll be fine. Because, you know, I'm not, I'm also of the clumsy nature, and I don't have balance. My equilibrium is not, you know, you 100%. You are very clumsy. When I fall, I call it pulling it on Drea. Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm saying. So put me on a two-wheel vehicle that I'm supposed to somehow manage to keep upright. I just, it seems like it's a really bad idea. And I have a car. What do I need a bike for? Um, exercise and recreation and... That's what my feet are for. <sighs> okay, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to say, I'm sorry, America. Like, America. <laughs> America, uh, America, we know you're out there. <laughs> uh, for this running 
long, but um, I've known Andrea for over 10 years now, and <laughs> I was unaware that um, I know many things about her that she shared on the podcast. One, she doesn't know how to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. Two, she cannot read Roman numerals. <laughs> Because she missed that day in school. I was literally absent that day, you guys. <laughs> I lit- I mean, like, no joke. I was I was not at school that day. I came back the next day, and folks were talking about X means 10, and I was like, you have lost your minds. And, of course, I went to a terrible elementary school that was not about remediation or <laughs> reviewing. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they are – they're – problematic to me well yeah like but yeah roman noodles it was a two-day lesson that was it that was i mean yeah and it was yeah and if you weren't there old school teachers back in what year would that have been 1980 they were not trying to they weren't going to go back over it because you weren't there that day yeah and as i told her you know like the (laughs) thing that you're going to miss out of like you don't know what super bowl it is like that's i never (laughs) know i never know what super bowl it is guys I never know what Super Bowl it is. Uh, I mean, unless it's something like, you know, like, you know, it's like real apparent, like, you know, because I know X and I know, you know, V is five. But like when you get into all the other letters, I'm like, I don't know. I have to ask. Yeah. Don't give me an L. Don't give me an L. Yeah. So that that was why. So that is now the checkers thing. We're going to have to. I don't know how to, I mean, I, and this is, I blame this on being kind of the, like the, what I call being like a virtual only child. So because I'm nine and 10 years younger than my older siblings, they were, um, they were out of the house. So, um, and my parents were older and doing their own thing. So no one ever took the time to teach me checkers. No, um, I'll add to this, as long as we're here, let's just get it all out of the way. Um, I also don't know how to play chess. Checkers and chess, like these very basic board games that you learn as a kid. Um, any of it, backgammon, I don't know anything about these games. Um, yeah, I, I didn't do any of that. I missed all of that. And I didn't have, you know, other like, siblings and home to like play with to teach me that and so yeah and similar to, it's the same in these actually that's all of these fall under the same category riding a bicycle is the same thing there was no one around to teach me to ride a bicycle I always tell my sister she's it's her fault um because she knows how to ride a bicycle and my brother knows how to ride a bicycle and they both had bicycles and rode around all the time but when it came time for me to learn, they were already gone. So, and my parents were like, that's cool. You don't need to ride a bike. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, better on your feet. that's what yeah. for. That's what you have feet for. That's, that's what, what you have for. feet for. They got me roller skates. Now I was, yeah, I was badass on some roller skates, but no bike. I went from a tricycle to roller skates and then I got a car. Wow. Did you skateboard? No. No, I'm, skateboarding wasn't really popular with girls when I was in, when I was school age. So no, roller See, skates. Weird. Like it was with 
me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've told me about your skateboarding, which has always been fascinating to me. Because, yeah, I was not, I had said there were some, I mean, my guy friends, I had some guy friends who had skateboards. I remember trying to skateboard, but I was really, again, it's a balance thing. And I wasn't good at it. And, you know, and it was just kind of like, oh, you know, you're at your friend's house who has, you know, her brother or their, you know, your guy friend has a skateboard. So you try to like get on it or whatever. But it was like very limited exposure. I'm sure if I'd kept trying, I probably would have figured it out. But, Uh um, you know, I didn't have my own skateboard. No one at the house had a skateboard. So it was like, okay. So like I probably exposed to a skateboard all of like three hours. (laughs) So, yeah, that wasn't going to do it. So no, I never, I never got, but, but roller skates, I like, I roller skated, I roller skated so hard that I had like these like gymnastic thighs Um, (laughs) because that was the one thing that I was like, that I had that I did that, you know, you don't need, you don't like, you don't need a ton of balance because it was like the old school roller skates, you know, like like, rollerblades. Yeah, no rollerblades, girl. No, like old school four wheels on each foot. <laughs> you know, the um, and they were like, you know, and I had different like I remember I had several pairs because, you know, I would grow up, grow out of a pair. And so they'd buy me a new pair and I'd roller skate all around the backyard. I'd roller skate up and down our driveway when I got older and my parents like would let me I would like roller skate like up and down the block. So I had like these like awesome like glutes and hamstrings and <laughs> I was like, yeah, my legs looked amazing in like fourth grade. <laughs> wow, that's exactly. Yep, that's yeah. I was it was like this like super lean little kid because all I did was like roller skate and swim. So I was like, yeah, like, I was good at things that um, that I had access to. We had a swimming pool and I had roller skates. Okay. Again, access and exposure, it all comes full circle. Again, like, I do not know how to swim. One, because we did not have a pool. And two, most pools that I, people I knew who had pools, they were all uh, chlorine, and I was allergic to chlorine. Oh, yeah. I mean, people only just in the last, like... I feel like in the last 15, 20 years, have you had the like saltwater pools become more popular? Yeah, so I did my housewarm. So there's my take there. So. Mm-hmm. so oh, Wow. Okay. Just blew my mind at the last minute. So. Sorry. Oh, see, I mean, okay. I've never, you never go into Cracker Barrel, I guess, with me. I've done a Cracker Barrel with you. I feel like we've gone together. We haven't played checkers outside, so. Hmm. Uh, no. I'm sure if there's an option to play checkers outside, I probably just avoided it. I tend to just avoid things that I'm not good at <laughs> or don't know what to do about. Yeah, okay. I don't know how to. It's all about avoidance. You're waiting at Cracker Barrels or going in or out is to play checkers in one of the rocking chairs. Oh, interesting. Um, the few times that I've been to Cracker Barrel, I've just always like, I like perusing the little general store. There's so many random things. Oh God, so much stuff. Okay. So much stuff. It's just like cool to watch, to look at. So, oh, Cracker Barrel, delicious. 
Hmm. All right. Well, I feel like we've really covered everything. Maybe. <laughs> It's like a three-hour show. Rivaling the <laughs> longest podcast of all time. It is. It is. That's okay, though. We had a lot to say. I guess so. All righty, girl. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next week. Or talk Bye. to you next week. Bye! Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com.